It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to quarter number two of the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with offensive line coach Thomas Frank Carr, who's... uh, T Frank, you, you laugh, but I tell you what, you're 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 giving us tremendous insight on this. And I always say on our show, I'm pleased when I learn something, and I feel like I'm learning from you. So let's pick up where we left off, which was with the tackles. And as I said in the video that we were looking at, one of the issues, the backside uh, tackle on offense, needed to beat a defensive end who's on his inside shoulder. From my looking at it, it seemed like this was a question of quickness Mm -hmm. where the defender already has a step on you because he's on the inside, and you're expected to beat him to that inside point. And both Caden Wallace and Rasheed Walker look like they were struggling with that. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, I'm glad that two years straight of charting run blocking at two in the morning has paid off that I can talk about this intelligently on the radio. Um, well, well, T Frank, let me interrupt you all that time. All that effort was for this moment <laughs> right now. So don't, don't not screw it up. Okay. All right. You did all that time for right now. This is your moment. Uh, yeah. So again, I'm going to go back to you and I'm, I'm just going to tell you what it's the, the idea. You're never just executing a block. You're trying to defeat a player. And to explain zone blocking, you are not blocking a person. You are blocking an area. Whatever person is in your area is who you block. So that's the idea of zone blocking is that you can, I don't want to say you're never wrong, but there's multiple ways to do it. Also, if you go just rewind to our previous conversation about inside zone blocking and double teams, when people tell me Penn State needs to run power football or man blocking, the difference between inside zone and man is so, to me, arbitrary. Like, you still got double teams. You still got to get to the second level. You still got to beat your guy. The only difference is that it's at an angle versus going straight up field. And if you're a very direct person, I think it tells me more about your personality than the difference between the two se- the two schemes. Anyway, getting back to what we were trying to defeat. Nose tackle and defensive ends, which in a... Uh, three, four down front are like defensive tackles, right? They're 280 pounds. They are lined up to the inside shade of the tackles in this what's called the tight front. Nose tackle, and then you squish into the B gaps. So the A gap on either side of the center taken up by the uh, the nose tackle, and then the B gaps are taken up by defensive tackles. This is solely to prevent you from running inside. The other thing it does is it messes with the blocking system because typically in a four down front, you have a different aiming point. The tackle is either down blocking on a defensive tackle to his inside, so he's got a running start to get into that guy, or he's helping on a defensive end to his outside shoulder, and the defensive end has the guy, end guy in the line of scrimmage. What this does is it changes the way you have to block on inside zone. And this is what Penn State saw a lot last season. We know that in the Villanova game, 
the defense knew what was coming because of a tell by one of the offensive linemen. So they already had an advantage to know which way to fire as a defensive lineman. Um, the rest of the season, when they saw this particular blocking scheme, the backside, I think, is one of the harder ones to do in outside zone blocking, where you have to have that quickness to do that um, on a regular basis. With this particular formation, it makes the tackle do that block of uh, on of trying to reach block is what it's called because you're reaching around to the front side of the defensive end who's on your interior. And Caden Wallace, this is a lot of the evaluation of is he a tackle? Does he have the quickness to get that block in, in the outside zone blocking? And then if Penn State continually sees this, the quickness to win these blocks. He's shed some weight this offseason. He, like, I'm interested to see, didn't get a chance to see on Monday because he was not in my field of vision, but uh, what he looks like now, how he moves, because this is a big part of it, not just pass blocking, but getting the quickness on the backside of run blocks. Um, Rashid Walker on the other side, literally and figuratively, has the quickness, has the NFL tools to do this. Why he wasn't able to get these reach blocks, even on inside zone, that's my question. I can come to I can come up with a reason for why everyone else could not execute a block last season along the offensive line. Rashid Walker, I have questions. That that would be the area where the underperforming there, you need to have a stud on the offensive line to make some problems go away. Uh, the other thing you can do on the backside of an inside zone is what's called a, uh, a a down block or a crash block, where you say, "Okay, screw it." The point of the point of the offensive line is to give the running back color to run to. He needs to cut off the backside of his jersey. So if you just wash out the left side of the offensive line, he's got color to run to. Um, so those are the two ways you can defeat that two that that four eye block. When you want to reach and you want to create that hole, you have to be able to do it. But either way, you've got to execute something. And that's the other thing of inside zone is if you can't get to that block, just maul the guy. And there was not enough of that last season for Penn State because at the tackle position specifically, which is why when you look at the way this team played, the outside of what we said in the first part of do they have the abilities to execute certain blocks versus certain schemes it didn't seem like the personnel at tackle and guard meshed they had too many light athletic players on the interior and their tackles were big physical players that sometimes didn't get these blocks so it was a poor mix that because of depth and injury and not having Sal Wormley out there caused a lot of these systemic problems that I don't know how you fix them if you're the coaching staff because there were there were no depth players that we saw that we were given access to or that played that were any better. And they tried to mix and match on the interior, moving some guys around. It just it didn't seem like there was a good answer last season other than to hope these guys get better and they become technically great. I hope now I'm not uh, T. Frank putting two and two together and coming up with five, mm -hmm. but they just recently released the weights, and you alluded to it a little bit, but... The tackles, both Caden Wallace and Olu Fashanu, who James Franklin essentially said they're first-team tackles right now, yep. they both lost some weight. Not a lot, significant amount, but they were down in their weight. And someone like Juice Scruggs in the interior, as you talked about, the inside guys were like 305, 306, whatever. 
He's gone from 307 to 319. Mm -hmm. Does that mesh with what you're talking about here? That was the first thing I noticed at practice was Juice Scruggs looks like a different football player. He is huge. I was not aware he could maintain that level of weight. So, yes, I think so. Now, the tackles, when you've got three pounds on a 300-pound athlete who's 6'6 or 6'5, that can be, I didn't have enough water today. So I want to be a little bit careful there. But I do think it is telling that they both did lose weight, especially Fashanu, who could st who, who could stand to gain a little bit of weight on his frame. I think his frame could hold 320 pounds pre pretty easily. But if you want that quickness, you want to run outside zone especially, I think that is an indication of that was a focus this offseason. And Caden Wallace had the balance, the mobility. His length and his athleticism, I don't think, are the problem. It was it was more the balance and the and and really getting comfortable with what he was trying to do on the football field. And again, he's a really smart, introspective guy who when I talk to him, he's he's thinking about his technique. He's working on it all the time. It's an emphasis for him that I don't think that it's something that can't be fixed with with Wallace. Uh it's just there's there's a couple of things that need to be cleaned up, and it was his first year starting at tackle. So I'm giving that the option to get better this offseason. And Fashanu, we'll see. He looked good in the bowl game, but uh, Arkansas didn't have anybody that was going to challenge him athletically the way he'll see this season. But yes, I'd say especially Juice Scruggs getting to 319, handling nose tackles. If they're going to see this again next season... I think that's a huge thing, and and if he can maintain that weight and maintain his quickness at that size, that is a game-changer. That is a game-changing thing at center. They have not had a guy that big, and if he is that physical at that size at center, I, I can't think of a guy that's been that size that they've played at center. Let's talk about this tentative lineup that James Franklin put out there in his press conference on Monday. We just talked about Fashanu and Wallace at the tackles and Scruggs getting bigger. The two guards that he had listed would be new into the lineup would be Tengwall at left guard and Warmly at right guard. Do they better fit what you're looking for at those positions? Well, I, I think it's pretty clear I have a giant man crush on Landon Tengwall. Uh, so he's, yes, uh, this, this is my point about the offensive line next season. They've got no depth, but presumably, and if you look at the talent they have up front, they can have legitimately great production during certain games because Tangwall is 6'6", uh, 330. You've got uh, Scruggs now, that's 319. So you're looking already, we have a massive shift in what's going on on the interior where I don't have a problem with 650 pounds of muscle going after a nose tackle. I don't care if he's 350. Like, you do have an advantage in that situation of the size and strength of the players that are trying to execute these blocks. Sal Wormley coming back from his injury, he's able to play. I don't know where he is physically. I still have to get an evaluation on that. But Hunter Norzad is coming into the program, and he is a mauler of an offensive lineman. So he's going to be factoring into that right guard position, and there's even some conversation, could he play center, and could Juice Scruggs play, go back to right guard at 320 pounds? So we're looking immediately as a very different situation. And then Caden Wallace and Olafashanu on the outside. Um, J.B. Nelson is another guy that I saw that looks great, physical tools, the depth of talent 
is there. But his his thing is he's got to get better technically. He's got to improve as a football player. Um, so I just I, I have a better outlook on the players they have up front that can execute these things. And it's going to be about now. It's all now. It, it, it to me now. It's about uh, Phil Troutwine teaching these guys and it clicking for them, uh, and communicating to guys that have the physical talent to be all Big Ten players at certain positions, making sure those guys perform to that level. It then becomes the question, as you mentioned, uh, T. Frank, is there enough depth there? If any right. issues, can we look to someone at the next level? Give me a name of that next level of guy who you think has a chance to jump in if necessary. Landon Tangwall. <laughs> he, he doesn't count. Well, my, he doesn't count. Here, here's, here's my point. If anything happens to either of the tackles, he's the, he's the backup tackle. So he's the backup left tackle. He's the backup right tackle. He's probably the backup center. So wherever he's needed at an important position, he's going to play there. Um, uh, the only other guy isn't on campus. J.B. Nelson is the one, I would say. And then Vega Yuane, the freshman, physically looks like Tangwall, is probably more violent than Tangwall, but it becomes how he's very young. Is he able to do that, and how quickly can he get up to pace? Very good, T. Frank. All right, that's it with our evaluation of the offensive line and the running game. Stay tuned. We're going to take your questions and ask T. Frank. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.